If you enjoy this show, please consider supporting us through the ACAST supporter feature. It is up to you how much you give. There's no regular commitment, and you just have to click on the link in the episode description to participate. This is Canadian Real Estate News for Sunday, August the 2nd, 2020. I am David Douglas. Our show starts today with a few recent headlines from across the country, starting with a couple stories on mortgage fraud. Global News reported on July 23, 2020, about a Gulf area mortgage broker who they say collected over $8 million through a series of mortgage frauds between 1995 and 2014 and used other investors' money to pay approximately $1 million in interest. 73-year-old Charn Guman was charged with 26 counts related to forged documents, four counts of fraud over $5,000, and one count of mischief to data. Apparently, Guman has operated mortgage brokerages under various names, including Super Choice Real Estate, whose brokerage license was revoked by the Financial Services Commission of Ontario in 2014. The Financial Services Regulatory Authority of Ontario issued a press release on July 22, 2020, warning the public that Suk Deepal Singh Matharu and Popular Mortgages are not licensed to conduct mortgage business in Ontario. The press release went on to say that on July 14, 2020, Mr. Matharu was arrested and charged with fraud over $5,000 by defrauding the public. According to a further press release by Peel Region Police between between two, March 2017 and February 2019, several people paid money to a mortgage consultant who agreed to process mortgage applications for them. However, it is alleged that no work was done on the mortgage applications and that the mortgage consultant ceased communication with the people after the money was paid. CTV News reported on July 23, 2020, that BC health officials were planning on limiting the number of guests allowed in vacation rentals in an attempt at combating the province's surging COVID-19 caseload. Provincial Health Officer Dr. Bonnie Henry made the announcement on Thursday, July 23rd, after a series of highly publicized parties and gatherings where people failed to properly distance from one another. Henry went on to say that the new rules will apply to Airbnb rentals, houseboats, and regular boat rentals, as well as limiting the number of visitors at rental properties. But BC is not the first province to apply COVID-19 restrictions to rental properties or cottages. CTV reported on June 4, 2020, that the Ontario government was intending to now allow short-term rentals, on cottages, condos, and other sites after the province had shut down all non-essential short-term rental operations exactly two months prior to that date. Uh, CBC News reported on August 1, 2020, that New Brunswick's housing market, which had slowed in March due to the pandemic, has blown up, with the Fredericton area seeing a 53% percent increase in sales in June compared to last year at the same time. The northern region saw a 25% jump and the Moncton area saw a 21% jump. Coming up next, using your own RRSP funds to lend money to yourself on a mortgage.
On my podcast episode four, I discussed how a person with enough money in an RSP could potentially lend that money out on a mortgage to another person, provided the borrower and the lender were at arm's length. According to the Income Tax Act, related persons are deemed to not act at arm's length. The Act further explains that related persons are considered by the Income Tax Act to be individuals connected by blood relationship, marriage or common law partnership, or adoption. So that means that if the borrower and the person lending out their RSP funds, the lender, are related in any of these ways, they would be considered to be acting not at arm's length, and that would not be considered acceptable for an arm's length mortgage product. However, if the borrower and the person lending out their own RSP funds, the lender, are not related by blood, marriage, common law partnership, or adoption, then, according to the Income Tax Act, they would be considered to be acting at arm's length and could use the arm's length mortgage product that we discussed in Episode 4. Today, though, I want to cover how someone who has enough money in an RSP may be able to lend that money to themselves on a mortgage through a non-arm's length mortgage. CRA requires that in order to lend money on a mortgage from your own RSP, the mortgage must be administered through an approved lender. Canadian Western Trust is one of many lenders that offer this service, and today I'm going to use a Canadian Western Trust product sheet as an example of how this product works. Canadian Western Trust's non-arm's length product sheet states that one of the investments which an individual is permitted by the Income Tax Act to hold in their eligible self-directed RSP plan is a mortgage against their own personal residential property. In this scenario, you would be lending money to yourself as an individual or as a co-borrower with your spouse, and this includes common law partners after one year or as a co-borrower with any other relative by blood, adoption, or marriage. So, if you have money in an RSP, enough money to fund a mortgage in the amount you're looking to borrow, instead of applying for and borrowing this money from a bank, you could borrow it from yourself, or at least from your RSP plan. With this product, though, the mortgage can only be used for a new purchase. It cannot be used to refinance a property that you already own. With a non-arm's length mortgage, Canadian Western Trust will allow up to a maximum of 90% loan-to-value. Loan-to-value is the percentage of the value of the property that the mortgage loan will be for. For example, if the property is valued at $100,000, then the maximum mortgage at 90% loan-to-value would be $90,000. Also, this product can only be used on the purchase a property with a value of no more than $1 million. Incidentally, with Canadian Western Trust, both the arm's length and non-arm's length mortgage product have a maximum loan-to-value of 90%. One big difference, though, between a non-arm's length mortgage and an arm's length mortgage is that the non-arm's length mortgage must be insured through either CMHC or Genworth. This is important, and the insurer will charge fees and may have additional requirements in order for you to qualify for the mortgage. A mortgage insurer, like CMHC or Genworth, provides insurance to protect the lender against loss in the case of default. So, if you borrowed money from a bank and at some point stopped making your mortgage payments, and then the bank began foreclosure proceedings and sold the property, 
If the bank loses money in that process, the loss is covered by the insurer. And in this case, if you borrowed money on a non-arm's length mortgage from your own RSP, and then you stopped making your mortgage payments, perhaps something bad happens in your life, such as losing your job, and then you're unable to make the payments, whatever lender was administering the mortgage on behalf of your RSP would foreclose on you, and if in that process your RSP lost money, the insurer would cover the loss. So you're paying for insurance so that if you fail to make your payments and you get foreclosed on, your RSP will be protected against any loss. There is a fee for this insurance, though. Much the same as if you borrowed money on a mortgage from a bank and the mortgage was insured, you, the borrower, have to pay the fee or premium. According to Genworth's website, the premium for insurance at 90% loan-to-value on this type of a mortgage is 3.1%. So, as an example, a mortgage of $200,000, on a mortgage of $200,000, the fee or premium, as the, as the insurers call it, would be $6,200. This is the same premium as you would pay if you obtained a mortgage at 90% loan-to-value from a bank. Genworth, however, also has some additional requirements that you would have to meet in order to, to use this product. Much the same as if you obtained a mortgage through a bank and the mortgage was insured through Genworth, you have to qualify for the mortgage using standard income and employment qualifications. In other words, you have to be able to verify your income and employment through a method acceptable to Genworth. And similarly to obtaining a mortgage from a bank, your gross debt service ratio the percentage of your monthly income used for the new mortgage payment as well as property taxes and heating cost cannot exceed 39%. And your total debt service ratio, the percentage of your gross monthly income used for the new mortgage payment, property taxes, heating cost, as well as all other debt payments, cannot exceed 44%. To be clear though, even though Genworth allows your gross debt service to be a maximum 39%, and your total debt service to be a maximum of 44% and still qualify for this product, Canadian Western Trust only allows a maximum of 32% and 40% respectively. So even though the insurer sets these guidelines, the lender would obtain the lender who would obtain mortgage insurance on the mortgage is always entitled to set their underwriting criteria a little more conservative than the insurer's. So if you were using Canadian Western Trust to administer the mortgage, then you would only qualify if your maximum gross debt service ratio was 32% and your maximum total debt service ratio was 40%. Genworth also requires that to qualify for a mortgage using the self-directed RSP mortgage, the borrower must have a minimum credit score of at least 600 for mortgages up to 80% loan-to-value, and a minimum recommended credit score of 680 for mortgages above 80% loan-to-value. One might think that this could be a good product, the non-arms-length mortgage, that is, for someone with enough money in an RSP to fund a mortgage for themselves, but not good enough credit to qualify for the mortgage at a bank, since essentially you're borrowing the money from your, your own RSP. But given this credit score requirement, that likely wouldn't help you. With the arm's length mortgage product I discussed on podcast four, the mortgage does not need to be insured and therefore the borrower does not need to qualify for the mortgage 
based on CMHC's or Genworth's criteria. Also, with the arm's length mortgage product, the lender administering the mortgage typically does not set criteria that the borrower would need to qualify under, such as debt service ratios, confirming income and employment, or having minimum credit scores. This means that if you had bad credit and could not qualify for a bank-type mortgage, or if for some reason you were unable to prove your income, or even perhaps were not currently working and therefore could not verify both employment and income, if you found somebody who you considered it, who, who you were considered to be at arm's length with, who was prepared to lend you money on a mortgage from their own RSP, you could possibly get a mortgage from them where you likely wouldn't qualify through a bank. However, with a non-arm's length mortgage, having to qualify for the mortgage, much the same as applying to a bank-type lender, as well as the requirement for the mortgage to be insured, are two of the main differences between an arm's length and a non-arm's length mortgage. I'm not an expert on non-real estate RSP investments, but with mortgage interest rates being as low as they currently are, you have to wonder if you would not be better off leaving your RSP invested in more traditional RSP-type investments and obtaining your mortgage through a bank at one of the currently historically low rates being offered. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. You can download or subscribe to the show at crenews.ca, and you can find us on Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. You can email your feedback and comments to crenews at outlook.com. I look forward to sharing more interesting news and topics next time. I am David Douglas, and you've been listening to Canadian Real Estate News.